Good morning. Uh, <laughs> good <Cheers>. morning. <laughs> I'm a little slow this morning. <laughs> That's quite all right. How's it going today, Zara? It is going. <laughs> I got up and got my child to daycare, and the dogs are only whining a little bit. So <laughs> it's good. It's a good I, day. That's good. I did not want to get out of bed this morning. Like, I just wanted to keep sleeping. Oh, my God. I bet after yeah. that drive. It was a lot of driving. I drove essentially Thursday, I drove six hours. Friday, I drove six hours, seven hours. Oh, my God. Um, Saturday, I, I was in the Airbnb. Sunday, I drove nine hours. And then Monday, it was about five hours. That's a lot of driving. It's a lot of driving. Definitely a lot of driving. But I'm good. We're home. Uh, life is amazing. Let's do this thing. What are we talking about today? Uh, we are talking about marketing on a budget. Awesome. Or no no budget at all. <laughs> Marketing with something. <laughs> Marketing with something. Right. Yeah. So like when you say marketing on a budget, what does that even mean? Because, you know, people obviously are going to have different types of budgets uh, depending upon whatever the heck is going on in their lives and their business. Right. So to me, marketing on a budget means marketing on like no money. Okay. Or very little money. So like, you know, a hundred to maybe five hundred dollars. Okay. Is how I would define it. Okay. Cause yeah, you're gonna have a budget and your budget could include, you know, thousands of dollars or millions of dollars, but mm -hmm. we're gonna talk about tiny budgets. One of the important things though is having your marketing plan goals defined, right? Right. Like we talked about last week. Yep. So you guys can catch that on the last episode. And mm -hmm. you can either watch it on here or on the podcast. Listen to it. You can't watch it on the podcast, I guess. <laughs> right. But you can listen to it. Uh, everybody's favorite budget is zero budget, right? Because if it's free, people it's like free. <laughs> yeah. People like free. Maybe free isn't always the best, but free is actually more common in marketing than you would think, right? Right. And I think that's what um, people forget is that really where a lot of the marketing budget is going to go is to save you time. So you're paying for someone else's time. And if you think about it, really all marketing efforts are free aside from the fact that you have to pay maybe for a copyright to write your copy. If you have to pay for, you know, a mailing service to host your mailing campaigns, or if you're doing flyers, you have to print those flyers. So really it's, things that are saving you time mm -hmm. is what you're paying for. So there are a lot of things out there that you can do as long as you're willing to put in the time you can do on your own. It might not be perfect, but I always say done is better than perfect. I've oh had this issue of like, I'm a perfectionist. So I've always wanted everything to be perfect before I released it, whether it was a blog post or a new campaign or something like that. And I realized that it was like really slowing me down. So if you guys have that like streak of perfectionism, done is better than perfect. Yeah, I am one, one million percent on board with that. Done is always better than perfect. Right. Yeah. I mean, even we talked about, you know, this this and the podcast, like we just kind of jumped in. Yeah. We could have pre-recorded things. We could have like planned it out better. 
But I think our personalities are, if we tried to do that, it'd be like six years from now. Yeah, yeah. Like, I am absolutely a a feet first. I really don't have a clue, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure it out as I yep. go along the way. <laughs> I, and I feel like with most people, especially in my circle, that I see who are really successful, that's kind of what you have to do. You just mm-hmm. jump in and you figure it out as you're falling towards the bottom (laughs) as you're as you're trying to tread water (laughs) all right we got um drew has a goal to get one solid lead a week right now he's getting one a month and he says baby steps uh he he also concurs that done is better than none Uh, let's see. Steve said, I started a Facebook ad and targeted specific audience involving someone who would need weddings, family portraits, engagements, did all kinds of specifics, and I have really good engagements and clicks to my website, but no replies as of yet. Been running for almost three weeks. He said I did $35 per week to start to see how it goes. Awesome. Now, my question to Drew would be, what are you doing for your ads? Like, what are you doing specifically? What is your ad saying? Is it just something that's, you know, hey, I'm a wedding and a portrait photographer, or is it something that is that has a call to action? So, like, you're doing a giveaway, or you're asking them to enter for a win, or you're providing them with some kind of a, um, like, a freebie, like a guide mm-hmm. or something like that to get them to respond and get those emails. That would be the next step for... Okay. So yeah, Drew, if you want to follow up with that, that would be awesome. Steve followed up and said that most clicks he's getting are from women between the ages of 40 to 65. So he's thinking it's moms of the brides or, or moms in general, um, which is awesome. Uh, It could also be, I mean, my brides are getting older and older. Yeah. That's a, that's a fair point too. Yeah. It seems like we're pushing a lot of life events um, to later and later in life as Mm -hmm. society sort of matures i guess you could say as a whole uh all right let's say hello to tim and mike who just hopped on into the chat as well welcome guys hello hello all right so drew followed up and said right now it is 100 percent in person i don't have a marketing plan yet he's still working on it so the goal of the plan is one lead per week uh now we need a marketing plan that pretty much dovetails right into what we're talking about today and what we did talk about last week yeah All right, so zero budget. What are we going to do with that? Okay, so this is probably my favorite one. (laughs) (laughs) Because, I mean, I I like to keep my profits to myself, right? I'd rather (laughs) rather keep my money. Oh, my God. Um, So the biggest one, and this is the one I feel like I'm always, like, harping on, is word of mouth. Like, you have to talk to your friends and family. You have to talk to your existing clients. You have to talk to your neighbors get the word about what you're doing out, Um, offer referral programs, things like that. But word of mouth is going to be your best friend when it comes to free marketing, because there's literally nothing you're doing that is costing you money. Now you could get to a point, for example, for me, like I take my like top five clients every year. So the people who I liked and spent a lot of money with me and right around the holidays, I will send them some kind of a gift. It could be anything from just like a canvas to a bottle of wine to like, I try to make it really personal with a thank you card, you know, for their business. 
just to remind them that I'm still there, I still exist, and just to thank them, you know, for spending their time and money with me. Um, and I write that off as part of my marketing. That makes perfect um, sense. So it's while it's word of mouth, like it's costing me at that point, but just providing them with a good service is going to be that word of mouth or just yep. going to your neighbor and asking them to refer you is yep. going to be that word of mouth. Um, social media is always a good one. We live in an era of social media. And so making sure that you're active on Instagram, that you're posting things on Facebook, that if you have, you know, a blog, you're keeping up with it and you're being consistent Things like that are really going to help. Um, blogging, I would say everyone needs to be blogging. Mm -hmm. Every session you shoot, whether it's a client session or not, unless your client is not letting you, you know, make those images public and share them, should be going on your blog. You should be keywording the blog because that's going to get your SEO up, which is going to help you be more visible on Google. Right. And I just want to jump in real quick and say that um, the second episode of the podcast uh, you were you were in Canada for this one, Zara, but that's where we talked all about social media mm -hmm. and how you can use that to market yourself. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that I, I do want to add uh, with with that is um, the importance of just putting your stuff out there, even if it's not getting a ton of engagement or reaction, because. A person is going to see your stuff if it comes up in their feed. Right. And they may or may not react to it, but it's still going to make an impression. Uh, and that's literally what they're called in the in the metrics. The impressions is how many people see that thing. Yep. And I can't tell you how many people. Uh, and and for me, this is slightly different, but the the principle is the same. Um, because this isn't people coming to me for business, but it could be. Uh, I can't tell you how many models have approached me and wanted to work with me because they have seen my work on Facebook or on Instagram. And, right. and oftentimes people that I either uh, am not friends with, but they, you know, I make my image post public so anybody can see it, or um, people who, who friend me specifically to say that they'd love to work with me because they've seen my work. Right. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I think people forget that like, even if you're not getting the engagement, like you said, people are still seeing it. Mm -hmm. And at some point, if you are putting out consistent work, it's going to come. And yes. this is part of, I think, where a lot of people, a lot of small businesses fail and a lot of people kind of give up on doing the things they want to, whether it's dieting or, you know, cleaning your garage, whatever it is, is that you don't see those immediate like instant gratifications. Mm -hmm. Um and that's the thing, right? Like with social media, with like how accessible things are, we want that instant gratification. We forget that like sometimes we have to put in the work yeah. before our gratification comes. It's absolutely a long game. It is not a short game. Mm -hmm. You know, 100 likes, 1,000 likes. Yeah, that's great on a particular image. Uh, that's fine. Even going viral might seem like, oh, my God, I made it. But going viral, I've read a number of different um accounts of people who've gone viral who talk about how it basically means almost nothing. You know, right. it's, a, it's a flash in the pan moment where you, you catch a, a particular amount of hype, but then very little actually comes from it, as opposed to doing the consistent day in and day out work of putting yourself out there 
and putting yourself in front of people in as many different ways as possible, which is what marketing is. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's the, I feel like the going viral is the 15 minutes of fame, mm-hmm. you know, your 15 minutes of fame and then you're done versus being in it for the long run. Right. Right. And I think this is, this is sort of related, but not, but I think it's also worth saying, I think a lot of people get caught up in seeing what uh, appears to be overnight success from other people, right? Like you'll see a business that just seems to explode out of nowhere or a person on social media that all, all of a sudden seems like they have a million followers and, and whatever, whatever. But what you don't see and what you haven't seen is the five, 10, however many years of work that they've yep. put in in front of that where they were nobody to get to the point where they were somebody, uh, you know, I I mean, I'm in the same spot with my YouTube channel, right? Like I've been working on and making videos on my YouTube channel for fuck, like five, six years, eight years, eight years, you know, and, and there are channels that have come, you know, uh, again, out of nowhere, uh, and have surpassed me in a, in a hot minute. Um, but they also put all of their work in to get there too, right? So you right. have to you have to do that. And you don't see the work that they've put into different social medias or different ways. So maybe mm-hmm. they were like a really big speaker that had just like a solid email list. And so then they, you know, send out an email saying, Hey, this is what we're, you know, doing and all of a sudden all of those people are now followers or they had a really big Instagram following that now they're converting into YouTube. Right. It's you don't know the full story. What we see on social media is a highlight reel of our lives. And I'm not going to show you the, in the trenches working, you know, 20 hours a day, I'm going to show you, Hey, look at how great my life is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the nature of it. Right. We, we want to celebrate. We don't want to, we don't want a pity party. Right. All right. So we got a couple of examples and comments in the chat. Steve says uh, he did a shoot for his cousin when she lost 100 pounds and she constantly hands out my cards at her dentist office and shares my page. And he says that was kind of free. I mean, it basically was free. Right. You you put in time, but uh, out of that time, you're getting some great marketing, which is awesome. And then uh, Mike said... Uh, one of the things that I have uh, a problem with is getting my customers to let me show a photo. But Drew had a really great point, which is that if possible, and one one of the things that Mike does is a lot of product photography, mm-hmm. and and I can see how some people are going, some clients may not want you to use that. Uh, but what Drew said is one of the things he has worked into some of his contracts is a photo release for marketing you. So that's something that you could try to use, Mike, to get some of those images out. But um, there's also a thing that you could do um, that we'll get to when we're talking about if you have a bit of a budget to work with. So, Right. And the other thing that Mike can do as well is obviously these people are using the product photos in the catalogs. Mm-hmm. or on online or things like that is directing his clients to, to there. or sharing like once the catalog like the online catalog goes out sharing that and saying hey it was great working with so and so look at our work in their catalog they'll appreciate it because now you're sending more business to them you're right. making it more visible plus it shows that you're actually working with big businesses that yeah have these these catalogs and have this client base um 
out there. And I would even go as far as asking if they're not allowing you to use those images privately or like on your page or on your website, I would go as far as asking them to give you credit on their website and then their catalog mm-hmm. um, as the photographer who was who took the images. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really great thing you can do there. Um, another couple of comments real quick. Uh, Drew says viral can also mean a hug of death if you can't handle what comes from it. And that's absolutely true. All right. So uh, social media isn't the end of, of free marketing, though, is it? <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> um, again, it goes back to that word of mouth relationship right. networking, um, working with other businesses that are around you who can help support what you're doing. Uh, this goes back to we've talked about that ideal client. Find your ideal client, figure out who else is serving that ideal client, and then work with these businesses to create promotions, cross promoting or see if you can do things for them that will help build their business and in turn hopefully they'll turn around and do something for you the the bottom of it of the free part of marketing is that you have to do the work like right it is it's not pretty work it's not glamorous work you're going to get the door shut in your face more than once and you have to get out of your seat and get your butt out into your community to start making this happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could mean call calling people. It could mean, uh, you know, going out and knocking on doors and leaving flyers, things like that, but it's going to be work on your end. Right. And, and if you're not noticing already, uh, what you should be noticing is that uh, all of this stuff is, is uh, connected and repeating, right? So we talked right. about in-person marketing for an entire episode. And in-person marketing is basically a a zero budget marketing option. You will be spending your time uh, to do that marketing and that can pay long dividends in the end. Again, it's a long game. You know, putting yourself out on social media, whole episode just on how to do that effectively and how to manage all of that stuff and how to use it. All of that is, uh, you know, cost in time, not necessarily in money. Uh, so these are the things that you can do. You just have to think about them strategically right. and not just think about Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is as the place you go to scroll and try to get some likes. Right. Creating a strategy is probably the best thing you can do. Right. Um, Which I is think... what we talked about last episode. Exactly. <laughs> See, they're all interconnecting. We've got we've planned this out. We've put in our time. We actually did think to... about this. <laughs> Like, we're not just hopping on here and like, hey, let's just randomly talk about stuff. Because um, the whole goal for us, right, like, is to help you guys build your businesses, which in turn will help us build our businesses by you guys coming back to us mm-hmm. and, you know, buying from us, spreading the word about us, sending people to us, whether it's clients or coaching or whatever it is. So, I mean, there isn't um, – what is the – there is no such thing as a free lunch, right? Right. But there are things that it's not it doesn't necessarily have to be a monetary cost. It's going to be time. It's going to be effort. Mm-hmm. And I think that leads us to, I this is Spiros is obviously favorite, and I'm getting to the point where I really like it is content creation and email lists. Yes. And those two kind of go hand in hand because you have to have content in order to like try to pull people into an email list. But email lists are, and I think will continue to be, 
the best way to get to people mm-hmm. with a minimal cost. So yeah. it's still going to be almost like a word of mouth. People who are on your email list trust you to be their trusted advisor mm-hmm. and therefore they're more likely to buy from you. But in order to build that email list, in order to build that trust, you have to create content. And that's going to be content on Instagram, on Facebook, on a blog, on YouTube, whatever platform you're choosing, Twitter. Um, But you have to create content that your client base is going to be relating to. Yes. And I think we kind of covered that in the last episode, too, where we we talked about different things that, you know, some of you guys can do in order to pull in those clients by serving them. So the whole point is serving your client before you ask them for their money. Yep. Yep. I mean, that is, that is literally my entire business model. Make the free content on YouTube, offer uh, free uh, guides and PDFs that people uh, want to subscribe to my mailing list offer them my products through my mailing list. That right. that's my that is my business and marketing plan. Right. And in turn you become the trusted advisor because yeah. you are truly see and there is there is a difference. I mean humans, we are very intuitive. Like we can smell bullshit from a mile away. (laughs) Let's be honest. Sometimes we'll, you know, we'll ignore our gut because we don't want it to be right. Right. Like let's say you're in a relationship or whatever. Mm -hmm. You'll ignore those red flags. But if this is someone who, you know, is trying to put content out there and calling it service, if your gut's telling you it's not right, or your gut might be telling you this isn't the right fit for me. So they might be putting out good content, but it's right. not going to be the right person for you. Yep. That's fine too. And so you have to like genuinely want to help people for your content to actually pull in those people. Like you can put out all you want, but if you're not truly at your heart wanting to serve this client base, mm-hmm they're not going to come to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Drew had a comment. This is something that's super valuable, I think. Um, and I think this probably goes in in part into your marketing plan itself. He says, one thing I have started is to say I want to spend X amount of time on, on it, to schedule it and to make sure I'm putting in that amount of time. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. Yep. It's <laughs> time and money. I think we need to start looking at time the same way we look at money. Yeah, we do. Because our time is valuable. I, uh, I, <laughs> I had to justify why I have house cleaners. And it was like, okay, if it, they come in and within three hours, my house is spotless. Mm-hmm. It would take me two, three days to even do half of my house the way they do it in three hours. Right. And so if I'm spending eight to ten hours for two days cleaning my house... I could be spending that on my business and I average about $300 an hour. And so I could make, I pay them $200. I could be making $3,000 and spending 200 of that on my house cleaners and still making a profit at the end of the day. And so we really need to look at our time as though it is currency because it is. It is. And, and a thing that's worth thinking about and, you have to be careful about this because you can tip too far in the other direction. But um, remember this, your time is a finite resource. You know, we're all going to die someday. And when we do, that's the end of our time. That's it. Yep. That's all we got. Money 
while not infinite, is essentially an infinite resource. We may not have access to the infinite amount of money that's out there, which is why you have to be careful with this because right. burying yourself in a hole of debt in order to save time is not a good idea. But, no. but remember that your time is more valuable than the money. The money enables you to get time back though. So these things are always interlinked and interlocked and and your time is is the most precious precious Pre precious <laughs> thank you precious resource that you have so what else can we do on a zero budget here zara we've got uh we've talked about word of mouth we've talked about using the social media the blogging email lists are super important you have to provide your value in all of these things honestly right uh, and be genuine in doing it um what are some other opportunities we have for uh low or no budget marketing so the couple other things. I mean, I'm sure there's a bigger list than the one I came up with, but charity events, working with events that, you know, you truly believe in um, is typically no money other than your time and collaborating with other businesses, which I kind of covered earlier, mm -hmm. um, would be the next two things. So I think as a recap, it would be word of mouth and everything falls kind of into that word of mouth category, social media. So whether it's Twitter, Snapchat, um, Facebook, Instagram, your blog. And I always tell people like pick three and yeah. kind of stick to those three. Yeah. Um, I feel like if you try to be on all social media and online platforms, you're going to spread yourself way too thin and you're just not going to be putting out quality content. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say, you know, obviously have a website and then, you know, Facebook or Instagram and maybe YouTube or maybe your blog or something right. like that. Right. Um, and, and when you choose those platforms, think about where the people you are trying to reach are going to be, right? Right. Like if your market is, as an example, Steve's, um, you know, 45-ish year old women, um, TikTok is probably not a good platform for you to be on, which is loaded with, you know, um, you know, young children who are right. making funny videos, right? right. Like you're not going to find your, your client there, so why would you spend time on TikTok? Right, or, you know, if As you're... As an example. Go ahead, sorry. No, you're good. If you're targeting high school seniors for senior portraits, you know, Facebook is dead. Like, none of them are on Facebook anymore. Mm -hmm. So you're going to want to be on Instagram instead. Right. Um, so, yeah, just make sure, like, once you know your ideal client, it'll be better or easier, I should say, for you to determine which platforms to use. And guess what? We talked about the ideal client a couple episodes ago. Yep. Yeah, and somewhere in there we have the worksheet. Yes, yes, we um, do. So yeah, and then we're gonna have relationship networking, which goes with you know collaborating with other businesses, finding your people, so the people who are serving that same client and figuring out a way to work with them. Um, it might require for you to maybe do headshots for them or some branding photos, but in return, you're going to get business. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it's your investment in it is your time, not necessarily money. Right. Um, email list and content creation and then charity events. I right. think if you do some combination of those things, like it's going to give you a pretty solid start on marketing. Mm -hmm. One one of the other things that I want to add is that when you are picking these things that you're doing, 
you know, the charity events, the collaborations, you know, whatever the other in-person stuff you're going to be doing is. Just like we talked about a moment ago with social media and picking out the platform where you're going to find your people, pick the events and the businesses that are going to be connected with your ideal client. Be targeted with all of these things, right? Don't just take every quote unquote opportunity to um, self-market by doing like every single charity event that comes your way as an example. Because if right. the people that you want aren't going to be there, then you are literally wasting your time and your marketing efforts. So. Think about every opportunity. Think about the potential value you're going to get out of it from a marketing perspective and, and judge it and decide whether it's going to be useful to you or not. Right. Absolutely. All right. We should probably take a short break here, right? I think so. All right. So let's take a moment here and talk about our merch because, as you know, we have a merch store. And if you would like to support what we're doing, you could check that out. It's at shp.photo slash bizmerch. And you can find all kinds of cool business wind-up stuff there, except for the wine glasses. We've already talked about how these aren't available to be made yet. Uh, but there are pins and mugs. Coffee mugs, I think, would be really good. Uh, stickers. I think I need a coffee mug. You need a coffee mug? Yeah, Zara needs a coffee mug. Um, we got totes and we got shirts phone cases. There's lots of cool stuff there. It's a great way to help us continue to make these, uh, do these live streams and turn this stuff into a podcast and try to help you guys grow your business along the way. And uh, if financial support isn't an option, which totally respect and understand, uh, you can also help us by telling other people about the podcast, telling them about the stream, and inviting them to join the Business Windup group so that they can also participate in the discussions and the streams and uh, help grow their businesses and help grow the show as well. So please do take a moment to check that stuff out. And if you can buy some merch, do so. If not, uh, tell everybody who could benefit from this about the show and invite them to join the group. We appreciate your support very, very much. And we also appreciate you guys coming to spend your time with us. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, we really do, guys. Because otherwise, we'd just be talking to each other. Right. And we can do that without, you know. Without a live stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. A couple of quick comments uh, before we move on to the next thing. Uh, let's see, Drew said that ideal client has helped me to change where I am focusing, working more on Pinterest versus Facebook as my ideal is more likely to engage on that platform. Yeah, it, that makes, as, as soon as you say that, Drew, that makes perfect sense to me that you would find your ideal client on Pinterest, right? Pinterest is all about finding the things that you aspire to make and saving those things. And, yep. and yeah, putting yourself there is brilliant. <clears throat> That's so funny because actually Pinterest is one of the best ways to grow a mailing list. At I least need to, I need according to, to what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's a good place to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've got a, a comment from Steve as well who said I had added on my blog images the Pinterest button just to add those as well. It takes no time to click and add it. That's actually a really smart way to um, incorporate Pinterest into your marketing efforts and letting other some letting other people do the work as well as doing the work yourself because if somebody enjoys your image enough that they want to pin it then right. that gets it into the Pinterest ecosystem organically because you didn't even do it 
But then you can also just use that pin button yourself to create the pins that you want to create for the pe people on Pinterest who follow you. Right. And then what that will do is it'll like promote you. So like the pin is already created versus yep. someone else going to create it. So when they're just scrolling, cause like they have to be on, you know, your page to create the pin from there. Mm -hmm. But if they're just scrolling through Pinterest and they see your pin, then they're going to go ahead and just repin it. Pin it. Mm hmm Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about – go ahead. Sorry, guys. I'm going to step away really quick and let the dogs out because I don't know if you guys can hear them, but <laughs> they are whining. Okay. Okay. I'll be right back. Okay. So while uh, she's doing that, the next thing we're going to do is talk about – how to most effectively spend the money that you would be spending on your uh, marketing. So if you have a budget of 100, 200, 3, 4, 500, whatever it is, you don't want to just light that money on fire. You want to use that money effectively. And that can be one of the hardest things to do. So uh, one of the things that you can do, one of the really effective things that you can do uh, and this is what I alluded to earlier, Mike, is if you don't have an opportunity like Drew does to uh, take your images that you are creating, working with your clients, and use them for your own marketing purposes, then what you could do is take, a, take some of your marketing budget and essentially create a styled shoot uh, for your product. So make your own product photo that highlights the skills that you have. Maybe you even... You know, take a, take a new photo of the, the product of a client that you have worked with on your own, not for them, but you just buy the product or maybe you have it left over from, from a, a job you did with them and you set yourself up a shoot and you make that into a, a sample image and then you use that as part of your marketing effort. Yep. I used to, when I first got into weddings, um, there was at one point that details, like photographing the details was like the thing to do. Everyone was booking photographers based on detailed shots, which is kind of silly, but at the time that's what it was. So like I photographed my own wedding ring. I asked my friends for their wedding rings. You know, I'd go to Costco and get some flowers and create a bouquet and do that. Like I have a shoe problem. So I would go through and photograph <laughs> shoes. Um, I even went as far as to like talk to a bridal shop and I was like, Hey, can I photograph some of your dresses and some of your accessories? Um, just to have those detailed shots. So it's, again, something that could be free, could cost you a little bit of money, mm -hmm. but creating those styled shoots for your products to have samples is going to go a long way because I think a lot of people try to – it goes two ways. At least I've seen it two ways. Either they get in and they just start doing everything for free to try to build a portfolio, but then they – they label themselves as the free photographer. Mm -hmm. um, and then they can't break out of that to start charging people. Or they you know, charge 50 bucks for a shoot with all images and you're not making money off of that. Right, right. Or they get in and they already have uh, – they have an expectation that they're great and that people need to pay them. But if you can't show that you're great – no one is going to pay you thousands of dollars if you can't prove that you can deliver the work. Right, right. And that goes back to, you know, putting your work out there so that people can see it, which is the whole reason for doing a styled shoot in the first place. Right. Yeah. All right. So 
creating a, a style shoot is one thing you can do. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is going to be creating ads on platforms like Facebook and Instagram, which are probably the two biggest ad platforms yep. in the world outside of Google itself. Right. Um, and I would say that if you are, if you do have a small budget, like a hundred dollars and you do want to actually spend it on creating an ad, um, I would go with either Facebook, Facebook or Instagram or both depending on where your client lives. Right. So if I'm doing an ad for high school seniors, I'm going to make sure it's running on Instagram. If I'm doing an ad that's targeting boudoir clients or let's say branding clients, I'm probably going to have it be more on Facebook. Now things like weddings, my wedding clientele kind of lives on both. Some are still on Facebook because they're older and some are starting to be on Instagram. But what I found is my brides who contact me via Instagram or my boudoir clients who contact me via Instagram, they're typically lower spending or lower budget mm. um, versus Facebook. So you kind of have to gauge. And and it's the age thing, right? People who live on Instagram are younger. Mm -hmm. And so some of them just haven't gotten to a point where they're stable enough in their careers or what they're doing to be able to spend six, seven, eight thousand dollars on wedding photography. Right. While people on Facebook are older, usually, you know, kids established careers, at least that's that's the trend that it's showing right now. And so those people are going to be able to spend that kind of money or at least not flinch at it as much as someone who's, you know, working a minimum wage job, trying to put themselves through college or whatever they're doing. Mm -hmm. So now the next question people probably have, and th this, this itself could probably be an entire show. Um, but if you could just kind of give us an idea briefly of what's a good Instagram or Facebook ad and what's a bad one? And and yes, like all exposures is good exposure to some degree, right? But right. there are definitely ads you don't want to run that aren't going to really do you very much good. So I'm going to go ahead and just do a disclaimer that I am not the expert in right. this at all. Um, I go to some of my friends for advice on this. And um, I also do a lot of trial and error Um and I think and that's what, the key, honestly. Right. I mean, it, you could. There are some like Instagram and Facebook ad courses that probably would be helpful. And maybe we can get some of them on the show um, or interview them to kind of mm -hmm. get a better understanding of it. But from, from what I found, my personal experience has been that if I do an ad that is giving something away for free or is a very large discount – Typically, those do better than just doing an ad of, hey, I'm a wedding photographer or I'm a boudoir photographer, branding photographer, whatever it is. Um, come book a session with me. Yeah. So things like those might generate some traffic, but typically do not generate leads. Um, where I found the best um, conversion is if I have something free to give. So if I've created a piece of content, whether it's for a bride a boudoir client, a small business owner, or like another photographer, if I create something that they can download, they're getting it for free, then those ads tend to do better than the ones where it's just, hey, this is me, come hang out with me. 
Right. So, like, here's a potential scenario you could go through, right? Um, you create a, an article on your blog, uh, and that article is, you know, top five tips for XYZ thing that your clients um, would gain value from, right? So, uh, for a wedding example, what would be, you know, whatever, top, top five tips for getting ready on your, your great day, you know, whatever, yep. okay? Then uh, you have, you know, some kind of a, a really great image that goes with that. And then you turn that into an ad. And that ad is targeted towards your ideal client that you have developed your profile for. And you're not even trying to sell yourself. What you're doing is just trying to add value to your bride's life. Uh, what your, you know, your potential bride's life. Uh, uh, and when they go to your website to get all five tips they're going to see that you are a wedding photographer. And if they're looking for a wedding photographer, they're going to go, oh, maybe I should check out uh, some of their work because they see the work in the image that was on Facebook. And then they right. go to your page and maybe there's more that you have spaced out throughout that blog article so they can see the quality of your work. And right. each each image maybe is, is clickable and takes them right over to the portfolio or right over to your pricing page or whatever it is. And next thing you know, you might have picked up a lead. Or right. that blog page actually ends with some sort of a free resource. Like, you know, the, the top five tips for getting ready. One is have a checklist for your big day. Download the checklist template right here. Uh, and now they're on your mailing list. And now you can mail them a coupon for a 20% discount on their wedding or something like that. Right. right. And all or of that. Go ahead. Sorry. Or even reach out, you have their email, reach out and say, hey, is there anything else I can do for you? Can I answer any questions? Here's another list of like free resources that you can go to. By adding value to their life, making their life easier, you're going to create brand recognition and you are going to get those leads. Yep. Google is going to start recognizing you as a good source of information and pushing your website towards the top. So when people go and Google, you know, Kansas City wedding photographer or Kansas City cosplay photographer, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you're going to start coming up at the top because you are putting out this information and it's a low budget zero budget effort right. i mean writing out the post creating the content is no money and then maybe you are spending you know 25 or 50 bucks on a google ad to push people to that mm -hmm. um, but it is going to start creating that long game uh, result for you right and if you struggle with some kind of stuff uh some some of the stuff as an example if you struggle with coming up with the words <sighs> to go on the page uh, you've got, you know, the five tips that you're going to give in your article, right? But you have a hard time writing. Then some of your ad spend goes to a copywriter who takes those five tips and actually writes out that article for you. Right. And then part of that ad spend is in turning this piece of content you made into an ad to get in front of more people. Yep. So thinking, thinking more strategically about that ad spend is where you're going to create more effective advertising. Because mm -hmm. if, you, if you're just saying, oh, well, ad spend should be Facebook and Instagram ads, and, and you do a, uh, an ad like Zara mentioned earlier where all, all you're doing is basically saying, hey, I'm a wedding photographer. Uh, hire me for your wedding. Like, I'm sorry, but nobody gives a shit. 
Nobody gives a shit because they don't care because they don't know right. you from Adam, and they see it's a sponsored post on Facebook or Instagram, so they're probably flicking past it faster. Right. But if it's, hey, are you getting married? Here are five things you can do to make your wedding day less stressful. That bride's thinking, oh my God, I'm super fucking stressed out right now, and it's not even close to my wedding day. Yes, I want more stress in my life, right. and they're going to click that because they want to de-stress as much as possible. Exactly. Right? So uh, Frank has a question, and I think this is a really important question. Uh, and that is, do, does the resources we provide need to be photography or insert my particular niche genre business here? Nope, absolutely not. And the reason why it doesn't have to be related, and in fact, it's better if it's not related, is that you are trying to make your client's life easier. So for example, let's say you are a personal trainer. One of the things that you can put out there is like health tips, nutrition tips. They are related to what you're doing. They're definitely beneficial to your client, but they're not necessarily exercises. They're not necessarily something that you are having them come in to the gym and work out. You could also put out reviews on products, so supplement products or clothing or things like that that aren't necessarily what your client is coming to you for, the service you provide, but it is adding value because these are pain points that your client has. Right. So for example, when I'm looking at my boudoir clients, I'm trying to figure out what are the pain points they have and how can I address these? A lot of times it's things like self-esteem or confidence or relationship issues. And so I try to create content that helps them with that and adds more value to it so that when they are looking, um, when they are looking to book a boudoir session and my name comes up, all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, I know this person. They feel like they can trust me mm-hmm. versus just being like, oh, okay, well, this is the first person who came up or, oh, she seems reasonable. Let's do her. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another, another example, just to, just to build on that, right. Is let's say you're a wedding photographer, right? You could do a, an article that is like the top five wedding venues in my city, you know, pick your city, whatever, pick your region and brides who are trying to figure out where the hell to host their wedding and have no idea might search, where should I have my wedding? And then all of a sudden your article comes up. And once again, they land on your website, they've gained value from you. It has nothing to do with photography. It has to do with uh, that pain point that Zara was just talking about that your ideal client has, and you have alleviated that, and you have now created some goodwill with them. Exactly. Um, so we have a couple of other comments. Um, Drew says, yeah, Drew echoes the same thing, which is that it can be anything um, that fits what your style is and fills a need for your ideal client. That's exactly right. Um and Drew also had a comment that's really, really important. We haven't talked about this yet, but when when you are actually spending on ads, you do want to see if you can get, um, you want to track it. So Drew says the point, this that point is also why you need to make sure you are keeping some sort of tracking on what your clients spend and how they found you. Mm-hmm. And thankfully yep. with Facebook and Instagram, um, they build in probably more tracking than is necessary. 
but there's right. very, yeah, it's, it's very easy nowadays with the technology that's out there to track your ad spend and the effectiveness of it when you're when you're doing it on platforms like Facebook and Instagram. All right, um, one other comment here, uh, or a couple of other, I'm sorry. Steve says, also using the Squarespace app, and he says, I've seen that the same IP address has come up a few times on different days, so I know at least a few people have revisited the site because of the ad. And he says, that's something I look at every couple of days, and if, it, uh, and if I recognize it, he, then he looks back. So he's seeing the effectiveness there. Nice. Um, one of the other things I wanted to add real quick that uh, when you were talking about um, responding back to them. Like if they join your mailing list, now you have their email and now you want to be able to say to them, do you have any other problems? Is there anything else I can help you with? You can automate that stuff. It doesn't have to uh -huh. be like, oh, I got a new email. You know, you get your notification wherever it comes to you. Oh, I got to go sit down. I got to email that person. With your email service provider, as an example, I use Aweber. I think you use ConvertKit, uh, mm -hmm. Zara? I do, yeah. yeah. Um, you can set up uh, emails that will be automatically sent out to the people that subscribe to your list. Uh, any of you who have subscribed to my list have gotten some of those emails from me. And it basically is an email you write out ahead of time and then you say, anytime a, a person subscribes to this list, send this email. And that email could be, hey, thanks for subscribing. Uh, you know, you must be uh, whatever, whatever. You're planning a wedding soon if you're looking for a venue. Um, you know, here's some more information on venues that you may be interested in. Also, is there anything else that you're struggling with in planning your wedding? Hit reply and let me know, and I'll try to help, right? And now you've made a, a, a greater connection with them. Right. Yeah, and automating as much as you can really helps. I'm still working on automating all of my stuff, so I'm actually mm -hmm. still manually responding to some things. Um, but automation is great, and that's where, like, Automation is going to cost you a little bit more because it's typically not free. Like MailChimp right. has up to, I think it's 1,000 or 2,000 subscribers for free. So if you have a smaller mailing list, MailChimp is a great one to use because it's free up to a certain point. Um, and I mean, obviously, some of the tools, like you're not going to get access to all of their tools. So I don't know if like automation is part of it. Mm -hmm. um, but um, it will give you the basics. Yep. And so then you look at, okay, I have a hundred bucks to spend. Is it worth it to me to spend this hundred dollars on the software to be able to automate this? Or do I need to spend this hundred dollars somewhere else? So. Right, right. Um, Frank says, um, right now I am a counselor and I was thinking about focusing on relationships, whether with self, others, or the things around us. That's a, that's an interesting angle to take. I think, I'm not sure what you things are, but I think as long as, again, you are um, providing stuff that is going to resonate with and be discoverable by your ideal client, there's value and in that. I honestly think that with Frank's, mm -hmm. um, it's a great way to pull in families, to yeah. pull in those portrait clients, providing you can pull in uh engaged couples you can pull in couples who've been married that maybe need you know some help with their relationship you can pull in heck boudoir clients would be a great one like that's literally what i do is mm -hmm. i use my psychology background to help <laughs> build my boudoir business because i think those two things go hand in hand and that's the reason why i'm still shooting boudoir is because 
I believe in like the psychology and therapy behind it. And so if you're pulling in families and you're pulling in engaged couples, married couples, like, hey, there, there is your client base. Like, I think that's, that's a service on both ends. Like, let me help you with your relationship and let me show you how happy you look now that you work through your problems. Yes, yes. All right. Uh, one other comment, then we've got some other stuff that uh, you can also use your ad spend on. That's not ads. And, and those are also things worth talking about. Um, but uh, Drew said, and this is, this is a really, really good point when it comes to your mailing list. And this is where a copyright can absolutely help. Drew said, having an autorespond uh, to your email list is huge, but do your best to make it personal. Um, as a former BDC, it would be a good place to hire a good copywriter for the email so that's more effective. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You, you don't want to be sending out emails that are going to turn people off from you. Uh, so in, in, in creating those autoresponder emails, it should be an email that still comes from you and isn't just, you know, oh, hey, you're on my list. I want all of the value I can get from you now. Here's my stuff. Buy my thing. Do my this, whatever that, right? Because this is still a, tra uh, a relationship that you're building. You're just building it through email rather than, a face than in a face-to-face -face situation. Uh, but it's still a relationship that needs to be nurtured and cultivated. You need and want to build that trust. You need to provide the value. Uh, and, and that will pay dividends in the long run because right. the people will trust you and they will look to you to solve the problems that they have. <clears throat> All right. What else can we do with our ad spend money, Zara, that isn't dumping it into Zuckerberg's pockets? <laughs> um, so one of my favorite things to do is take people out for coffee or drinks. Mm -hmm. um, so I will take out past clients. I will take out other vendors. I will take out other business owners. Um, and really, it's just to have coffee and chat and get to know each other. And that goes into that relationship networking, right? If I call up my favorite wedding planner and I'm like, hey, you know, let's go grab a cup of coffee. I haven't seen you in a while. We'll go have a cup of coffee. And almost without a doubt, she's either planning a new style shoot or she has a client that just booked with her that needs a photographer or, you know, or I have someone and we can keep building each other's businesses up because we can get to know each other on a personal level. So I think taking people out for coffee um, or happy hour or even dinner, dinner is great. Dinner is a little bit more formal. Um, yeah. So I would maybe say lunch would be a better idea because then there isn't like this huge obligation or pressure mm -hmm. um, on things. But the other thing I've done is I've just sent out Starbucks gift cards. So let's say there is a business that I really want to work with. I'll send them a little handwritten note with like a $20 Starbucks gift card and say, hey, I'd love to take you out for a cup of coffee or have coffee on me. Um, for example, I just had another photographer refer one of her family members to me for photos um, at the beginning of next month. And so I send her a $15 Starbucks gift card as a thank you and said, mm -hmm. hey, thank you so much for the referral. You know, I really appreciate it. Wish you lived closer so I could take you out for coffee. 
but since I can't, here you go, like go for coffee. And she like wrote me this big email saying like, thank you so much. That was really, you know, nice and unexpected. And then we had this whole big conversation about how long she's been in business. And now she's one of my one-on-one clients. Brilliant. Right. And, and you know, I didn't expect that to come out of it, mm-hmm. but those but are the, the, yeah, those are the amazing unexpected things that will happen when you just put yourself out there in positive ways. Uh, to, I think one of the stigmas that marketing has is that, you know, people immediately associate marketing with scummy, slimy sales tactics and things like that. The sleazy car sales guy. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And certainly there are people in the world who do and will always be the sleazy, scummy, uh, slimy sales guy. But marketing is really about building the relationships. That's really what it boils down to. Right. It's not the sale. Right. Marketing is not the sale. Mm -hmm. It is your path, the journey to the sale. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. I mean, it it really, it really is. You know, and, and, and I hate this term, but in the marketing world, they call that journey to the sale, the funnel, right? You know, the, the, because it starts large, at the at the top where you're trying to just put yourself in front of as many people as possible your ideal clients so that they will hopefully find you and then it narrows down as they become part of your your funnel where they are are learning about you they're gaining trust in you you are providing them value and eventually that funnel leads them to the product right and hopefully results in a sale but all of these things are done ideally in a way that isn't just about sleazy. you extract yeah it's not sleazy it's not about the the end goal isn't about extracting money from other people the end goal is that you are providing them with value and they are trading value back to you for that the value you provide is your service or product the value they give you is money and right. that's you know that's the transactional system we live in in the world um, but it is about the relationship and getting them to that point where they need what you have to offer and they want to pay you for it. Yep, there is a, um, I want to say Gary Vaynerchuk wrote mm-hmm. a book, The Jab, Jab, Right Hook. Yeah. Um, and it's all about marketing and pretty much the, it's a really great book if you guys want to read it, regardless how you feel about his like personal uh, <laughs> presence. Uh, like people either love him or hate him. Right. He's just very rough around the edges. But uh, the gist of the book is that you have to serve. So your jabs are you serving the information before you ask for the sale, which is your right hook. Um, and if so, for example, like if you went on to my, let's say Instagram, and like all I was doing is, hey, book this session. Hey, book this session. Hey, yeah. do this. Pay me money. Pay me money. Pay, you would just get really tired of it really fast. Yep. But if you went on there and I'm talking about building relationships, body positivity, you know, taking care of your kids, and then maybe like five posts in, I have, you know, hey, I'm offering these sessions, go ahead and book. And then the next five posts are, again, just serving information. You are going to be way more likely to trust me than if I was just sale, 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 sale. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. That's it's so people have, I think people struggle with that the most is is remembering that on the other side of this is a person that you are trying to reach and connect with. Right. Um, and how often do you respond 
to a person who just comes up to you and slaps you in the face and says, give me your money for the thing that I'm trying to get, trying to get you to buy, right? Yep. Nobody responds to that. But we always, almost always respond to something that connects with us. Yep. I mean, that's the nature of being a human being. So that's what we're trying to do is create these connections. Yeah, and I think you make a really great point is put yourself in your client's shoes. How would you respond if this is how you were marketed to? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would, you know, when people come up to my door, I actually have a sign on there that says, do not knock or ring the doorbell. <laughs> and I will close the door in your face because I hate that door-to-door -door sales mentality. And so if it was me, I would never do a door-to-door -door sales mentality pitch because I would shut the door in my face. So why would I do it? Like mm -hmm. if I don't believe in it. So I think selling the products you believe in and the services you believe in and selling them in a way that you would like to be sold to is probably your key marketing tip. Yes, 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 yes. Like a million times yes on that. Mm -hmm. You have to remember that there's a human being on the other side of that message and how they receive that is the most important thing. Right. <clears throat> All right. A couple of comments. Um, Drew says, going out with people is how I have uh, my current biggest client. They are building a coffee shop and we both ride mountain bikes and our relationship has grown. And now I'm doing close to $20,000 worth of work for them as they build their business. That's that, awesome. That is awesome. Drew, that is so cool. I am so happy to hear that. That's amazing. That's a perfect example of what we're talking about. Uh, he also adds that um, I was the highest grossing BDC at the dealership I worked at because I built relationships with the prospects and didn't do the typical slimy sales tactics, and they opted to do business with us because of it. Yep. Yeah. The thread, the theme is relationships. Yeah. I have had several clients, several big clients um, who have come to me versus going with their corporate photographers mm -hmm. because they just like me personally better. <laughs> that goes back to like what the very first thing you said in the very first episode, which is that people do business with people that they like. Yep. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Be, be <laughs> likable. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, be, be likable. Okay. And, so and be likable. Let me just clarify, like, not everyone's your client and you're not everyone's service provider. Like yep. there are so many people out there. So be authentic to like who you are and pull in the people that you're actually going to be able to authentically connect with versus like faking it just to get every client under, under yeah. the sun. Yeah. And a perfect example of this is me and my YouTube channel, right? Like I have my personality. I teach the way that I teach. I make my videos the way that I make them. And People do connect with that, but not all people do. Right. There are people who love, um, you know, whatever. I'll say Tony Northrup as an example. I have nothing against Tony Northrup. I'm not trying to trash Tony Northrup in any way, shape, or form. He makes and teaches a different style in his right. videos. And, and there are people that like him and like me, and there are people that like me that don't like him, and I'm sure there are people that like him that don't like me. Uh, right. And that's that's great. There are almost 8 billion people in the world. There are more than enough people to go around. You don't need everyone for you. Yep. <clears throat> All right. What else can we spend uh, that ad spend on to uh, to gain those clients, to build those relationships? 
So one of the things we have mentioned this before, actually you have mentioned this before, is those networking groups, groups like BNI, the Business Network International. Um, almost every city and town has one. Um, it is a paid membership where you join and it's a networking group and there's like one of each profession in that group. And the whole idea is to pass business from one to another. Um, so that's a really great one. Um, your local chamber of commerce is a good one. Typically, I think for most places, there's like a fee to join the chamber, uh, but then they do like a bunch of events throughout the year that you can, you know, come to or set up to, uh, set up like a booth at, um, things like that. Google ads would be another one. Mm -hmm. um, Google ads is also good. Um, I am not super well versed in Google ads. Yeah. I tend to go to Facebook and Instagram for most of my stuff. Um, but I do have friends who all they use is Google ads and it works really well. Um, that would again be something that either we would have to research or bring someone else on who's a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Versed in that. Versed in it yeah. versus what I could tell you. Right, right. Um, one other thing I want to add about um, the groups is, in addition to groups like uh, Business Networking International or your chamber, which, which you know, Business Networking International definitely does have a fee to join. Your chamber may or may not. Um, but you may have other groups in your area that are, you know, homegrown, so to speak. So as an example, I have uh, in my local network we have a young professionals networking group and it's free to join uh and and young is really broad like i'm 43 so you may or may not consider me young but um you know you can still become part of groups like that as well so uh that's another place where you can find potential um zero budget um networking or marketing efforts to to um, develop your business further right <clears throat> So one last question uh, before we wrap this up, I think, which is, um, what about business cards? We've talked, so, <laughs> we talked about this a little bit in the group itself, but what about mm -hmm. business cards? Um, I think business cards are great. I have business cards. I think you should have business cards. But if it came down to you have 100 bucks and you have to spend that $100 on business cards or another form of marketing, I would go with the other form of marketing. For example, like I would spend the money on branding, creating a logo, creating a website, um, creating maybe flyers or informative things, um, paying a copyright to write my about me section, things like that versus business cards. Because in today's world, I feel like the business card really is the link to your website or your Instagram ID um, and a lot of people now that I meet, I mean, I still have business cards. I carry them around. They're all over my truck. They're all over my camera bag. They're everywhere. They're everywhere until I need one. Then they're nowhere. I'm awful about it. Like I've, I've been better lately, but you know, up until like the last year or so, I was horrible about having business yeah. cards with me. But look at the business you've created without really needing that business card. Like I can't remember how many times. I, in fact, I don't know how many times people have <laughs> called me because I handed them a business card. Um, back like a few years back when I was doing where I would go up to people and say, hey, like I'm a local photographer. I'd love to photograph you. I'd give them a business card. I had a few of those call me back. But overall, people, you know, I'll hand them a business card and they're like, oh, like what's your Instagram ID? Oh, you know, what's your Facebook? Like let me just friend you on there. Like let's yeah. connect through LinkedIn versus – 
you know, give me a, like even me, I get business cards all the time from people and they literally like sit at the bottom of my purse or in the cup holder in my truck. And then I'm like cleaning things out. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I it's been like these. six months and I meant to like get in touch with them, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I feel like business cards are still important. You should have business cards and they are so cheap that I don't yeah. feel like it, it's, it's a huge investment. Mm-hmm. But if it was like, OK, it's either business cards or getting. So for one of my things is I have. Um, custom bags that I put all the orders in before I deliver them. Like I'd rather spend money on the bag than I would on the business card. Right. And, and another example too is, you know, if it's business cards or a copywriter for uh, a content piece that you need to try to, to, to start putting stuff out there, copywriter, um, you know, is probably going to be the better long-term ad spend until you can get the business cards. But, but again, like business cards, you can literally spend like $12 to get uh, a very basic yep. black, you know, black text on a white card stock business card. And, you know, if your budget is that tight and that's all you can afford for business cards, that's fine. It's a business card. It has your information on it. It yeah. will do its job of conveying the information. And that's really what's most important about it. In it doesn't have to be fancy. It does not have to be. Yeah, um, it can be if you want it and you've got the budget for it, but it does not have to be. Yep. One of the things I will say, um, and I'm about to do this, I've been meaning to do it for two years, mm-hmm. um, is having your logo and your information printed on your vehicle. Mm. Uh, not on the sides, on the back. So yeah. like I'm doing it on the tailgate of my truck. Statistically, it has shown that that gets you more business than any other form of advertising that is like public advertising. Mm-hmm. You're, After, you're driving your billboard around. Yep. Um, the The downside is if you drive like a jackass, <laughs> people are going to know who you are. And probably not come to you. <laughs> right. But it's like, think about how many times just in your town, you're going around the same local places. Yeah. Like there is one of my neighbors has this lime green Jeep and I see him everywhere. So I'm like, okay, if I don't just see him in my neighborhood, but I am seeing him in all of these other places. If he had a logo on his car, I would recognize it. And that brand recognition is worth so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah, that would be more difficult for somebody like me because I don't really target clients locally. Mm-hmm. But if you are targeting locally, that's a that's a very easy long-term path. But don't do it. This is that this however is where I think it is worth spending a little bit more money to have it done nicely. Don't right. get something that looks really chintzy and just slap it on the back of your car because that will come across and 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 this is me putting myself in the shoes of the person receiving the message. I have seen like really chintzy magnets on cars, right? Or, you know, or just poorly done uh, decals on cars advertising a business. And and my very immediate thought is, ooh, you know, there's no way, there's no way. Or or if your car looks like a hot mess, don't do it. Right. right. <laughs> your car. 
is going to be your vehicle is going to be uh, an extension of your branding if you do that and you're going uh, i'm not saying you got to drive around an aston martin and anything crazy right. like that no, no, no. but but your car should look nice it should be clean and you know present the message that you want your business to present exactly yeah. it has to be yeah. on brand uh frank said it uh, i think it's taxable it is i actually write off my vehicle oh, yeah. every yeah. year yeah yeah um, in fact i sold like I personally sold my car to my business. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a smart thing. So to do. my business actually owns, owns my vehicle because mm -hmm. yeah, it's a write-off for me. Yeah. Um, and then Tim, I drive a Chevy Colorado. It's the one of the newer ones, and I really love it. Yeah, my wife says I think if we did it in our piece of shit car, people would not want to hire Spiros. <laughs> She's absolutely right. Our car is a, a ten-year-old Nissan Versa, and it's kind of it's showing its age. It, it's a it's bit of a trash. A little heap. beat. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's it's more than a little beat. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up the comments here, and then we should probably wrap the show up, huh? I think so. All right, Frank shared a really good um, resource for those networking groups, which is Meetup.com. That's mm -hmm. a great way to find. Um, networking opportunities of all sorts that that is where you might find your ideal clients. Uh, so even if it's not like a networking group, going to meet up and finding things that you are genuinely interested in or um, you know things that you could add value to as part of the meetup. Don't just go there to you know you know. Uh, airdrop in 100 business cards and then bail out on the group and not add any value. Because remember, again, it's a relationship. But let's say, you know, you live in whatever and there's a stand-up paddle group, okay, that's going to meet up. And you're like, oh, I, I dig stand-up paddling. And people who might be your ideal client will also be into stand-up paddling. Well, here you go. You can start building some relationships and connect with the people that you may, you know, that you want to uh, come to you for your services or product. Um, let's see. Um, and Drew said, our young professional group is open to both, uh, older or younger. And if you are more established, then they encourage mentors from the quote unquote older members as well, which is a really great point too. Yeah, that's, that is a really good point. <laughs> Uh, Drew says, I can't have my name on the vehicle because I was born in New York and I still drive like it. <laughs> yeah. If you drive like a jackass, do not put yeah. your name on your... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <sighs> All right. So what's the challenge for them for uh, this coming week, Zara? What do we want them to do? Um, I think <clears throat> I would like for everyone to come up with one strategy just one thing mm -hmm. under a hundred dollars better if it's free yep and then do it before the next show yeah yeah i like that idea one thing that is something that we talked about or something that we didn't talk about but that you think would work for you right and and if you can't complete the whole thing by next week's show at least have it in motion and right. be working on the steps you need to complete the entire thing so that's right. your goal. If you have any challenges with that stuff, come back to the group and drop any questions or challenges you have there, and yep. we will be happy, more than happy to help you. We also have merch, don't we, Zara? We do. <laughs> we do. You guys should go buy some stuff. <laughs> I'm buying a coffee mug. I actually have it. 
<laughs> You're gonna buy a coffee mug? Yep. If you wanna support the, the streams and the podcast, uh, please go ahead and check out our merch store. You can find it at shp.photo slash bizmerch. Lots of cool stuff there, and it'll help us with producing these streams and the co podcast. Uh, if you can't do it here, that's totally cool. Uh, please let people know about the streams. Please let people know about the podcast, which you can find on any major podcast platform at all or app. Just search for, search for Business Windup and we'll, you'll find us there. Uh, and let people know that we're doing this and we're trying to help, help them and you grow your businesses because uh, that's what we're here for. Yep. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Zara, any last words Thank you want to add? Nope, I think we're good. I would like for everyone to go out and do our challenge and let us know how it goes. And if you guys have any like cool marketing ideas, yeah, like let us know because yeah. I'm always open to new stuff. I'd like to see how things work out. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Have a wonderful week. Also, make sure you get out there and take some damn photos. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> we should have a photo challenge soon. We should do a photo challenge soon. <laughs> All right. Everybody have a great week. Goodbye. See you later, guys.